Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Thomas Schneider. And this is very unusual. It is very unusual. We're doing a a, a special one-off thing. Yeah, here. it's an Up Yours Downstairs extra. That's right. Um, and it's, as you might have gathered, it's about the uh, the, the rape. The rape that happened. It's, it's about the rape. Remember how there was a rape? Uh, y- they do. Wow, guys. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think before we even get into it, I want to say thanks to everybody for not spoiling that for us. Yeah. We were both. We had absolutely no idea. Yeah. Okay. Here is the story of us watching that episode. Yeah. So we were hanging out at our house. Right. My comedy writing partner was over and we were all just kind of hanging out, drinking, writing, doing comedy things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Our lives are cool. Yes, they are. (laughs) And we're watching. And this is a great episode of Downton Abbey. I mean, this is Downton Abbey. Well, at, at, at the its, peak of its power, at its Gosford Parkian, exactly, yeah, yeah. And so we're sitting there, you know, we're watching it, blah blah. blah. And then the rape happened, and, and rape I happened. basically proceeded to ugly cry until two in the morning. Yeah. Now I drank a lot. The, true enough. Beforehand and then post. Yeah. In order I to mean, deal with what happened. Well, and it was unusual situation because usually when Kelly and I are watching television, it's just the two of us, and we're sitting next to each other on the couch. But when there's somebody else there, as there happened to be this evening, we will often be spread out into different areas. And so, we I mean, I'd also been drinking. You know, we're all just kind of like, hey, Downton Abbey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and then Kelly is just losing it. And I am, you know, I didn't cry so much as just that. Yeah. Like that right <laughs> there. Like I just couldn't. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm literally trying to think. Of all the television watching experiences I've ever had, I'm thinking maybe on Deadwood when Sheriff Bullock's son gets killed. That was pretty rough. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hope but, everybody, like, has yeah, some Kleenexes. Spoiler alert about no, Deadwood. Listen, yeah, no, listen. Okay. Yeah. First, okay. Yeah. That was, like, five years. Also, many years we, in this particular episode... There's no spoiler alerts right. in this episode, so if you don't want to hear about other televised rapes, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, deal, right? Uh, and we don't do trigger warnings because there's no trigger warnings on life, and we'll right. get into as, that. As was demonstrated yeah. here, um, I mean, you know, I think yeah, also the point I, is just I, I I think arguably the most shattering thing I've ever seen on television. I loved it. I mean, oh. I I want to make this clear at the outset. We think it was the correct choice, right, to do this, and we are really impressed with how it's gone so far. Yes, but we would also like to make the following point: that many people, at least in their initial reactions, and and possibly in their considered later reactions, disagree and feel that it was just wrong and and and. Exploitative, exploitative, or, or that it was a violation of trust uh, in some way right. by the creators of the show. And what I would say is, while I disagree with that, and have come to the conclusion of disagreeing with that, it's pretty—it's a pretty legit viewpoint. Look, it's and shocking. I and it I was think, shocking. Yeah, and I, I haven't been shocked like that by a television show. I don't think I have ever been shocked by a television show to the degree that that shocked me. I think I think that has I think I have to agree. And, and but I think it's, you know, and I think it's to its credit that there's such a range of positive and negative reactions that all feel legitimate to me. Oh, absolutely. Like almost any reaction to it, you know, apart from Anna had it coming, almost any reaction you had to that is like legitimate and I'm totally okay yeah. with you feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that 
because your reaction, you know, and I, I forget exactly what it was you were saying, but, you know, your first, you know, in the moment reaction as you were, you know, mm-hmm. ugly crying yeah. was they shouldn't have. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't have done that or they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Or, no. And I mean, and I, I don't stand by that intellectually, but right. I was so wrecked yeah like i'm tearing up now remembering how i felt yeah at that point and it was just but i mean you know you know forgive us this is going to be very wide-ranging sure so just you know this is not our usual regimented thing Right, right but that is what makes it so powerful Mm -hmm. is that it takes you know the act of rape the crime of rape, the violation of trust that is rape. Mm-hmm. And it kind of mind rapes you. Yeah. But I think that we have got to talk about rape more. We have to see rapes on television and movies more. Mm-hmm. How many times, you know, there's some statistic like there's way more murders in a season of Law and Order right. than there ever have been in the city of New York in a calendar year. Right. That's what it, it was an old actually it was one that it was in the Harper's Weekly statistics yes, yes. that I read that it was like number of homicides shown on TV in Manhattan last mm-hmm. year 350 actual number 80. Yeah. You know. But the opposite is true of rape. Absolutely. I was looking into it on the interwebs Mm -hmm. because I have that power. Well done. And according to the Rape, Abuse, uh, and Incest uh, National Network, one in six women will report being sexually assaulted in her lifetime and one in 33 men. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that it was so likely for men to also be sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. And it's horrifying and I really think that part of the reason for that is that we do not see these things happen and we do not see the aftermath we don't even see like if somebody gets murdered on tv in general Mm -hmm. you see the investigation right most of the time when you see a rape on tv it goes unreported right and we can talk a little bit more about like life imitating art and sort of like how much we are supposed to look to TV to model behaviors for us. Spoiler mm-hmm, alert. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, we run this whole podcast. <laughs> right, we obviously right. think very highly of television's ability to impact people. Absolutely. Very much. The behaviors so. that they take and the Absolutely. attitudes that they hold. But we do not see this. I mean, we're in the stone ages yeah. as far as the national conversation about rape goes. Right. And you know, I guess maybe this is a good time to seg into sort of the Julian Fellows party line and Joanna Froggett's. Right. Uh, I mean, first of all, like, right. Can we give Joanna Froggett five Maggie Smiths for this episode? Uh, it's. I'm listen, man. We've never done it. We've never done we've it. Never done it. We've never have. But I kind of think she's done such a service to humanity because here's the thing: as brutal as her rape was and as out of nowhere as it was the single the the one second when mrs hughes comes into her parlor for the first time and joanna is there like that second i know it's no and she just says close the door yeah and we've never heard anna say we've never seen anna even when bates was in murder prison right even at the just this is not yeah just this is completely... not a thing that she could have ever prepared for. And yeah. just 
the way that Joanna Froggett embodied the way that Anna specifically yeah. would have reacted to this yeah. was just un fucking believable yeah i mean that was the scene it wasn't no look the the rape scene i think that the rape scene was handled extremely tastefully like i didn't have really a good critical handle on it the first because of course i was just in shock Mm -hmm. but it's not salacious Mm -hmm. and it's not exploitative you know i yeah there look i think you can if you wanted to be a dick you could make the case, oh, you know, she was nice to him. She was flirting with him. But the episode was very clear that right. none of her behavior up to this point justified what happened to her. Right. And all they had to do was show the brutality with which he punched her. Yeah. And it, that, that punch. That, that is something that you don't see mm-hmm. in rapes in media right. is the brutal level of violence that's involved mm-hmm. in the parts before the forcible entry right like we're talking about i couldn't i've never seen a woman on television hit that hard Mm -hmm. i've never seen a woman on television hit that hard Mm -hmm. like with such just fucking naked hostility Mm -hmm. and ah anyway there's that and then just the the turn on a dime as soon as he steps in front of her and the way you see her face tighten and the way that she's just terrified trying to keep her composure trying to find a way out of this right and yeah and so here's the thing and so here's what we were you know struggling with i think in the immediate aftermath and i think a lot i mean this i think all of Look, the cousins were struggling oh with, ab- listen is this we've is never that, had a thread with this much conversation before yeah and and oh and i'll take this moment just as an aside to say thank you to all the cousins it has been so helpful to us personally yeah. as two people dealing with this to uh-huh. see the thoughtful and And the fact and, and that we don't have a single like rape apologist yeah. that mm-hmm. listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't have a single asshole shit stirrer right. who wants to talk about men's rights right. and bitches who had it coming. Right. I mean – this is a podcast that's available on the internet. <laughs> right. Are you this familiar all... with the internet? Yeah, right. This doesn't happen. Yeah. And I mean, and just, and it didn't devolve into people, you know, there was, there was a post on this blog called Shakespeare, which I used to read until mm-hmm. it became too shrill and unpleasant, mm-hmm. but they are very into trigger warnings and the, I could be misquoting this and I probably should have done research, but you know well, what? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. We, we never do. Uh, well, except for fashion backwards. <laughs> well, no, no, we do some research. Yes. Anyway, Melissa McEwen, who is the head of Shakespeare, mm-hmm. uh, basically she wrote an entire essay about it, not watching the episode. Yeah, which I found offensive. Yeah, as a consumer of pop culture, mm-hmm. and she immediately decreed it to be tasteless and exploitative. Right, and you know and, and then and and this is a site where the comments do get that way mm-hmm. where people start arguing about who's the rightest and who's the most feminist yeah but yeah. what i loved about our comment thread when it was just people speaking their emotional truth right their reaction their concerns yeah and being extremely kind to each other yeah and knowing that we all have a very different relationship to the topic of sexual assault mm-hmm. and it didn't turn into a confessional post. Right. Right. It didn't turn into the sexual assault. People Olympics. didn't make it about themselves. And you know what? Like this people, is why people spoke their truths, but not in like a, a self. This is why way. we have the best listenership on the internet. Yeah. 
I was describing this podcast to someone in the car today <laughs> and explaining sort of how comedy is sort of a brutal thing. Yeah. And how this is not of a piece with any of that. Mm-hmm. And how our podcast is just a bunch of nice people who want to be nice and yeah. talk about Downton Abbey. Yeah. And yes, cousins, you're making me tear up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about you and how awesome you are. So, yeah. I mean, really, truly, and honestly, yeah. thank you so much. I mean, Aaron who is the head of Bald Move, which is our podcast network, Mm -hmm. he contributed to the conversation Mm -hmm. in an extremely thoughtful way. Mm -hmm. And And I'm just so impressed across the board. Everyone who touches this podcast had something really great to say. Mm -hmm. We had amazing telegrams. I cannot remember. I want to say it was Cousin Marsha, Mm -hmm. maybe. I will correctly (laughs) identify you in the episode proper. Right. She just wrote us an email to make sure we were okay. Yeah. And we're okay. We are okay. Maybe Marsha. We're totally okay. Yeah. So uh, a couple things I want to get to. One is that, by the way, just to clarify what you're listening to right now, like we had to figure out how we were going to deal with this. Yeah. And this actually, this is my second point, but let me make my first (laughs) point. Sorry. Um, So many things. (laughs) <laughs> right. So many thoughts. Because in that initial reaction, in that initial gut punch that we were dealing with, I had the feeling that I know others, that I know some of you did because some of you posted this, that you didn't know if you could go on with Down Abbey anymore. And I didn't know how to go on doing a podcast about this show anymore. Like yeah. in that moment, I was like, I had this like selfish moment was like, you've destroyed our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know how are we supposed to make fun of Moldling now? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly right. And so that's that's part of you know sort of the conclusion that we came to is like we will certainly be discussing this when we do our f- full recap. But it is, but it deserves attention. Must be paid. Attention must be. And paid, we've yeah. all got to get through this together. Yeah, as cousins. Yeah. And we are just you know we're going to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to like get the emotions out. We're going to then. Talk about it in context this right. weekend when we record the episode proper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, we're going to yeah. get to the end of this season of Downton Abbey together <laughs> right. as a family yeah. like we always do. That's right. And then so we're putting all this here so that we have enough time in our episode recap to make fun of Molesley. Exactly. Et yes. Which is part of what we do. Yeah. And it's, but so that then becomes part of the issue that I think a lot of people had, including mm-hmm. myself, is how can this show with the continuing misadventures of Molesley and et cetera, et cetera, all the plot lines we've made fun of them for forgetting about, like Branson's Irish Revolutionary Paths and whatever, mm-hmm. how can we trust this show that we mock <laughs> to handle a storyline with this weight and that was definitely one of my first reactions Mm -hmm. was how can this show do this plot line Mm -hmm. there was a really great post on a website called pajiba Mm -hmm. which we're huge fans of yeah um joanna robinson does the weekly downton abbey bitch ranking right and i have to hand it to her she had the best reaction i saw on the internet which were not very many And we were discussing this. It seems like maybe people aren't covering Downton Abbey because of what happened last season. Right. I think people gave up on it after last year. Like, not everyone, but, you know. Like, fool me twice, Downton Abbey. Right. (laughs) 
but it's it's definitely a Shame notch, on a notch lower on the cultural relevance ladder. So basically, it's a very short thing. Cousin Andrew actually pointed it out to me. Usually, right. I read Pajiba on a daily basis, but my work schedule this week has been bonkers. Well, and I had a really bad hangover after this episode of Downton Abbey on Monday. Right. So it's been a little touch and go for me. Uh, but he pointed us to this thing, and she was like, you know, in light of what happened. In the episode, it seems inappropriate to bitch rank. So she gave all five bitch rankings to the evil rapist, Mr. Green. Yeah. And then she just had a very short thing that kind of laid it out. I was like, you know, people think of this show as being this like very soppy thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people die and stuff. But then, you know, they do the sexual assault. And then there was this great scene between Mrs. Hughes and Anna. And was it right. worth it? Yeah. And... I totes do like yeah. having having taken you know a couple of days to recover right but I mean isn't this as humans why we create art and why we tell stories yeah and I mean I know yeah. we're all living in this world of reboots and sequels and all of this stuff yeah but I mean this was a story that touched me yeah so deeply that I ugly cried For basically like three hours. Yeah, and me too. And it actually makes me think, not to get too deep here, but it makes me think of David Foster Wallace, whose whole thing was that irony is this sort of, irony and sarcasm and snark are this sort of deadening thing that keep us from actually engaging Mm -hmm. with things. And God knows that we're all about that on this podcast. And yet something something genuine happened, and here we are emoting, not making fun of Molesley, as is our want. Right. But there's no place for that here. It, no, you know, I mean, this look, specific thing. we've got to have this like serious discussion yeah. about rape, right? Rape as a storytelling, you know, plot point. Yeah, and what that says about us as a society. Yeah, because it's just what was really upsetting to me mm-hmm. is like when I see reactions from women specifically mm-hmm. who. Ha- who think that this kind of story shouldn't be told to me that's everyone upstairs watching dame nelly melba sing while anna is getting the fucking life force raped out of her yeah because we can not as a society as right. a society that is trying to raise young men to be responsible and respectful of women and young women to have pride in their bodies and, and feel confident and feel safe, mm-hmm. which is ostensibly what everyone says they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, regardless of religion or, you know, morals or anything. Right. We can't keep ignoring it. Yeah. And we can't act like just because we've not been raped or we got raped in a different way right. or we would have handled it differently. You cannot say that anymore, everyone. Right. You're and not allowed to. You know, and it's, you know, the issue specifically of the uh, aria being overlaid over the rape mm-hmm. thing. And to an extent, you know what? That was a, a like, it it's was a, a showy thing, right? But it's a very Aaron Sorkin, West Wing type move. Very much so, yes. It was, it was a bit, you know, sort of, I mean, almost cliche, you could say, except that nothing's cliche about rape on television because it never happens. Exactly. We're getting into more. But what I would say is that that was so much part of the power of this. Not necessarily that specific editing choice. Exactly. But the point that everything was going on upstairs just as 
as we are doing this podcast and as you are listening to it, horrible things are happening to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's we've all known that something horrible is happening to somebody at every moment of every day. You know, and and that's this that's part of life that we all have to deal with and mm-hmm. reconcile somehow. But I mean, what is you know to me as a person who feels morally, we're all put here to make life better, mm-hmm. both in the moment as we're living it, and for people that we'll never meet, right. people that will be born after we die. Mm-hmm. And if you can't see how much sexual violence hurts people mm-hmm. i mean just destroys them right i mean as well, i said i did a show on monday mm-hmm. and i said in my act that it's been a big week for rape culture and right. i mentioned this downton abbey thing mm-hmm. and i you know woody allen got his lifetime achievement right, award right. and it brings that whole conversation up yeah and it's it's just you know what bugs me the most about Woody Allen. If you don't know what that is, look up the thing in Vanity Fair. We don't yeah, have yeah. time to get into That's, that right yeah, now. It's a, yeah, but it's that we so devalue the opinions of women, especially if they're young women. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at you know the girl who was bringing accusations against Woody Allen, she was a seven year old girl, mm-hmm. but she was one of the wealthiest, most privileged little white girls mm-hmm. in the country at the mm-hmm. time. You know, her mother was a huge star. Right. When even that little girl can't get a fair, I don't know. Look, we can't get into all that. We, but it's like, can't. but look, but even you, she can just be brushed aside. How can anyone who's not a privileged little right. white girl get is, any justice? And this is where, as we were saying, the key is not the rape scene with the opera singer or whatever is not the point. The point is the scene with Mrs. Hughes, and the point is Anna feeling like nobody can be told, and that's exactly why it is so upsetting to both Kelly and I Mm -hmm. that anybody would say, just point blank, without having seen it, that this is exploitative. Exactly. Sure. There's... You could say that I do not... I, I, I categorically do not trust this show and this showrunner to do this storyline, and, and in that sense, like, I, I can get that's that. That's a defensible position. And right, look, frankly, specific... I am not confident... Look, I think we're heading into a horrible, contested paternity pregnancy storyline, right. and I think that's the cheapest possible way well, to go, and I think that's where we're going, and what we're all we're going to deal with it. We're all certainly in agreement that... How if that's th- true, please don't confirm. Right. We, I'd like to be horrified in real time. Right. And we, and by the way, again, we said this before. It's so nice not to be spoiled on this stuff. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so great. But And so we're certainly in agreement that the episodes coming up are going to make a big difference on how we feel about, you know, sort of Julian And that's Julian the Fellows. other point is you can't, though – like, you can go ahead and react to this episode as an episode. Mm-hmm. But you can't react to the use of a rape as a plot point without the whole plot. Right. Right. You can't react to Thomas's homosexuality storyline without seeing how the entire thing plays out. Right. Did it all hang together as a whole? Not quite. Right. But were there some beautiful moments of storytelling in it and some incredible human truth? Absolutely. Yeah. And look, as ugly as this was, that scene between Anna and Mrs. Hughes is so beautiful, mm-hmm. specifically because I guarantee you Every woman listening to this podcast right now has been on one end of that conversation. I mean, it may be varying degrees, but all of us women lead these shadow lives because there's no equal rights amendment and we're not people. And it's something that we're not supposed to talk about. We're supposed to cover it with trigger warnings and all this sort of thing. Oh, I'm sorry. This is exactly why, but this is exactly my point, is that 
nobody should should feel like they can't talk about it and that it's something that shouldn't be talked about. Nobody should feel – I mean, and I'm not saying – of course they do feel that because we've made them feel that way. Yes. But nobody should have to feel no. like – the th- something that was done to them is a source of shame. Mm-hmm. If I get robbed on the street, I will feel violated. I will feel upset. Like it'll mess me up, and I won't feel safe walking around for a while. But I won't be afraid to tell anyone. You won't, I won't be afraid be ashamed to, tell the police. to tell anyone. There's no and stigma. I wouldn't be, exactly. And uh, it's just appalling. Yeah. And to me, I think trigger warnings weaken the case that no woman should be raped. Right. I mean, look. You have to recover, and I'm not saying that you don't have to recover. Right. You have to get through it. You have to survive. But to to decide that we are too weak as women to face the reality of what has happened to us, that is why we're losing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we lose. And it is hard. The social costs are high. We see that play out in this episode mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everything that Anna has – Mm-hmm. is threatened yeah. by this thing that happened to her that she did not invite. Mm-hmm. And she has decided that it's not worth it mm-hmm. to... And I mean, and again, and, there there is a certain constraint of the time period, but it's not that different from today. Right. We're and that, not, we are not a hundred years out from where this is. And the similarities between what is happening on Downton Abbey right now and your really good friend right. that you had to bail out of a horrible situation mm-hmm. and begged you not to tell anyone and you complied because she's your friend. Yeah. And you don't want to violate her trust again. Yeah. It's just so fucked up. Yeah. And we shouldn't have to feel like this. Right. And again, that's to me what it should be. If somebody robs me, like, I'll feel, like, it'll mess me up, but I shouldn't feel ashamed. Yeah. And if I say it to somebody else, they'll be like, oh, shit, you know, and, like, there'll be no even... It'll be nothing but sympathy. Right. People, I, was, I was... It won't even be, like, people suppressing anything. It'll be completely natural exactly. and unforced. I was in a carpool this morning, mm-hmm. and one of the people in the carpool mentioned that her roommate had her purse stolen last night. Mm-hmm. And there were, you know, besides this girl, two other people in the car. And it was nothing but sympathy. We're like, oh, my God, like, did he get her ID? Like, change your locks? Like, right, right. it's about the practical steps. Yeah. And look, sexual assault is different than getting robbed. Right. You know, nobody's saying that it's not. And there is a very important process emotionally that I think you have to go through. Right. But I mean, again, then you get into issues of just the way that we stigmatize sexuality in general. Right, right, right. And yeah. Male, female, primate, subdominance, bullshit, evo, psych, horribleness. Yeah. But, you know, I think the key to stopping rape is to stop making, you know, people who are raped feel like they have no recourse and like it's somehow they're like, right, right. We've just got to stop. Yeah. So, we've said that. Um, <laughs> and I think. You know, there's a few other things that I think we want to get to, Um, you know, one of which is certainly one of which is the question of, and it it all gets back, this does get back to the do we trust Julian Fellows aspect of it. I mean, this was one of, this was the best thing he's done. Right. And here's, here's what I'll say about that, because 
again, in that initial reaction process that I was having where I was like, I can't believe that this show is doing this thing. Yes. I was like, you know what? I don't know that I trust Julian to see this out. But what I saw in this episode, which is all I've seen so far, I do not – I cannot fault a single aspect of, of the how, execution. Of, of the execution. Yeah. In this specific episode. Yeah. Like, it hasn't done anything wrong yet. Yeah. That I, that I can point to. You know. So then there's the second thing, which is the question of this being a period, uh, uh, showing the problems yeah. of period. And that's That's more... where we really don't trust Julian Fellows. Right. Because, you know, he has talked about this as something that people, that women of the time had to deal with, which, you know, true statement. But the idea, again, with the dramatic comparison to, say, Thomas's situation. Yes. Or, or many of the others where it's just not at all the same anymore. Anne is, like, there's nothing that's different, essentially, Mm-mm. about what Anna has to face here no. as to what somebody, like... What was that thing you said last night about the pro, you know, the, the bad things that can happen to a man? Right. So, and this, this is another line of criticism that I've seen uh, that is, again, that, that I think is fair, but, uh, which is that Julian Fellows is punishing women, is punishing his female characters, and that he, you know, and, and people you know, get very upset by seeing these bad things happen over and over to women on this show and they blame Julian Fellows for it. And, you know, without speaking to Julian Fellows' soul or whatever, what we see, we see... Is that possible? (laughs) Does he have a soul? Hard to say. (laughs) Um, But he punishes all his characters in the ways that are available in that time. And you know what? Men didn't get raped Men didn't die in childbirth. Men didn't get left at the altar. Men didn't have the their parents' title passed to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, to a distant cousin. These things did not happen. What I mean, what did happen to men? You could lose your money. You could lose your job, as Molesley has done this season. You could get sent off to war. You could be gay. Like those. You could things- also die in a car crash. And <laughs> right, we can all die in car crashes, Kelly. Well, now. <laughs> um. But, I mean, you know, we do see the bad things that can happen to men happen, but they just, you know, they they had set up the whole society so that the worst things couldn't happen to them. That was why, that's the whole point of the patriarchy yeah. is to insulate men from bad things. And honestly, I think potentially Julian Fellows has a significantly stronger handle on that then we're giving him credit for. Agreed. In all honesty, Agreed. after this episode in particular. And as and and to back that up, you know, and again, this is kind of a slate pitch thing that Julian Fellows is this secret feminist. But as I've been looking at rape in other television shows, um <laughs> it was funny, I was thinking the other day because I, I had spent an evening Googling like true blood rape. Veronica Mars, rape, Mad Men, rape, <laughs> Buffy, rape. And I'm like, oh, man, the NSA has got the wrong idea about me. <laughs> um, they don't care about you, no, Tom. I, I, well, we like to think so. Anyway. I really – look, we have a very successful podcast. <laughs> I think we've proven that we're Americans. Right. USA, USA. Um, right, comrade? <laughs> but – I went – the one episode I did go back and watch was the episode of Mad Men. And 
I could. I, it was surprising to me how few instances I could think of where a rape had happened mm-hmm. on television. Not an attempted rape or a, a you know something close to it, but an mm-hmm. actual consummated rape. Um, and one of them is definitely Mad Men. And now, to be fair, we watch Mad Men. We watch Mad Men. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, we watch Mad Men now, but at the time that Joan was raped, which was season two. We weren't watching it. And we've never watched really... I think we've watched some late season three episodes up to the present, but like we generally do not give a shit about Betty. Right. So <laughs> right. we were like, we're not going to do this. So I did. So I went back and I watched the episode where she gets raped. And so the, it is an unfair comparison in that I didn't watch anything leading up to it, you know. And I knew that she was going to get raped, unlike this episode of Down Abbey. Yes. So that's a big difference. But what I'll say is... In the episode of Mad Men where Joan gets raped, that is like the C plot at best, and very clearly so. The Mm -hmm. A plot is Don having a series of flashbacks about his history with the wife of the man whose identity he stole and how she was angry at him for about 45 seconds and then just like served him on bended knee for the rest of their life up to that point. Um, and then the B plot. Tom is, really hates Don Draper, incidentally. I do, and I particularly hate the Don has a series of flashbacks yes. genre of Mad Men. Episode. You are correct. That is but, the correct answer. You know, and then the B plot is Peggy gets her own office, which is great. I love Peggy. Oh, Tom was Peggy for Halloween. <laughs> I was. That's how much he loves Peggy. Yeah, I'm a gigantic Peggy fan. And like the C plot was, there's a merger happening, and then the D plot was, there's one scene where Joan gets raped. And mm-hmm. one scene of the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. And that's not the last scene of the episode, unlike Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. where that was the last scene. You know, mm-hmm. that's the, the, the sort of position of power yes. in terms of making it clear what the episode was about. Uh-huh. This well, episode was, not, was completely unambiguous that this was the most impactful, important thing that happened to anyone. Yeah. And it just... I just so appreciate that. Yeah. And I don't... You can't punish Anna. Anna hasn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even if you're saying like, oh, like he's like punishing Sybil because Jessica Brown Finley decided to leave. Like, again, Look. as we said, there's only so many ways that a, a member of the immediate family right. and, that the show is about can be dispatched. And moreover, it was entirely clear from the show and reading between the lines, even not even really between the lines of everything that Julian said, that Dan Stevens was punished. Oh, Sybil Dan Stevens was, was very much punished. Sybil no, was given a look, whole thing. Jessica, did we ever see? We didn't see anybody mourn for Dan Stevens except for like a little bit six months later in the yeah. first episode <laughs> of the series. Like He's they're still now. upset about Sybil, <laughs> right? Oh, speaking of Sybil, yeah. let's talk a little bit about what happens with Branson and Edna, okay? Because. A lot of people are reading into this that this is also somehow a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Sort of in thing. reverse. But or, I, mean, I kind of just feel like we're reserving judgment until we see the next episode. Because it's like, okay, yeah, giving him a lot of whiskey, sneaking into his room, that is some shady ass shit. Right. But we don't know. I mean, it cuts off before we can know anything. Right. And to be fair, we were so reeling from 
We missed the rape that scene. Tiny we missed scene that completely. entirely. Like we we got the scene with her giving him the whiskey. Yeah. But the scene where she sneaks into his room that was only a few seconds. Yeah. We just completely were busy so, crying. So yeah. So we are reserving judgment on that. It would be interesting if that were some kind of comment on sexual assault of men. But I also feel like it's kind of like cheap. And I kind of don't think that with the care that they've taken up to this point. That was the real point of that. Right. The point is that Ed is a whiskey swilling witch. Right. I again I think that was your standard Downton Abbey plot. Yeah. Miss you're not mishandling, you but know, just... that was your, you know, D list Mexican equivalent of, <laughs> you know, Mr. Pamuk. Right. Like that was very that was that was that was the we need another plot. What if we just did that Edna thing again in the exact same way? Exactly. And you know, so that's that was you know, but honestly, it you know it it hangs with the rest of the episode. Like yeah, this was a great Look, episode. It was a great episode. And again, I, I started to say this earlier, but we just didn't want this to be a three and a half hour recap where an hour of a was just us talking about exactly. this. Like That's we, why we're getting it out now. Yeah. We want to just deal with that and yeah. like talk because about Because there was so much other stuff that we will you yeah, know, we'll, we'll cover in its due course. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, the more we've thought about it, as upset as we were in the moment. Very what upset. Is, very, yeah, very upset. What is it? What is the televised treatment of rape that you were comparing this to exactly. that it comes up short against? Uh, I know some people have talked about Veronica Mars. We've never seen that, so I have no... Yeah, I keep hearing that it's good, but like it's like I've got this Downton Abbey podcast that kind of like eats up all my time. <laughs> right, so. and then and then also I think my understanding of it was that it was good and then it kind of went south. They did it on American Horror Story. Oh, yeah, And they handled true. that extremely well. That's true. Because that's Ryan true. Murphy doesn't we, hate women. We had forgotten about American Horror that Story. That was, uh, at least in Asylum particularly. Yeah. Well, there's also, there's pretty much always some rape. On That's American true. Horror you know Story, I'm, and I'm surprised that it wasn't until just the second. Well, that but we you really know what? The about thing it, about but... American Horror Story is that it is camp, mm-hmm. so it lessens the horror. The ironically, right? It right. lessens the horror of the rapes, but like the the whole asylum plot line with Bloody Face. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do remember, not for as long, but I definitely ugly cried through that one as well. Like that yeah. was really difficult. Yeah. But again, very truthful, and you saw so much of that aftermath. And like, again, it's a you know, it's a horror story, and it's very camp. Right. It's all very heightened and kind of unrealistic. But right. we did see that get you know essentially reported to the police. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. You know. So there's, there's that. that, and there's Downton Abbey. Right. Two I mean, shows of very questionable artistic merit. Are the only shows brave enough to deal right. with rape? Well, because you look at, like you say, you look at HBO, the gold standard, whatever. The only shows that have dealt with it, as far as we can sort of remember, are the fantasy shows, True Blood and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if True Blood had rape or whatever, but it definitely had, like... No, it did, did because it? Tara got kidnapped by that Franklin. Right, right. One of the many reasons we had to stop watching that yeah, show. We have not watched that show in a couple years now. And look, I love Alexander Skarsgård naked. Oh, sure. Everybody and also does. as Eric. But I mean, listen, <laughs> right. anyway. Yeah, but, you know, there's that. And then, you know, in Game of Thrones is in this... And Game of Thrones is actually much more about the threat of rape than the rape But there said. was the, the scene with Joffrey and Roz right. and the lesser Roz. And, and, and what I'll say about... I mean, what I've said about Game of Thrones since I read the book is like, you know what? It is very clear about how rape is not about sex. It's about power and control yes. and domination, which is... Well, a, and then it's a I'm, tool... 
specifically to dominate women and force them into submission right so that nothing in their society so ever it's, changes it's definitely providing something useful there so i'll, I'll, I'll grant yeah, you that so game way to of go thrones. game of thrones but i mean we're kind of at the end of the list now I mean, we don't watch all the shows. God knows. Well, there's SVU, but like there's SVU, but it, I you know, and I don't want to discount them per se. No, because but, I do think, but it's like it's so about sensationalizing it, and also it's extremely like slut shamey and judgy. Like is, on SVU, well, and really, I mean, and the main thing about SVU and Law and Order, the whole franchise, and the whole, I mean, the whole genre of procedurals is the bad guy always gets caught, and you can watch it knowing that the bad guy is going to get yeah, caught at the true. end. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Like, and that's not. Yeah, I have no belief at all. I mean, I'm. I I kind of feel like it's more likely than not that Mr. Green gets some sort of you know come up. I mean, this is a soap opera. It is you know so I, perps usually get a comeuppance on a soap opera, right? So I'd say it's more likely than not, but I at least feel like it's plausible that he doesn't. And here's what I will also say: again, so not confident that this is going to play out in a way sure, that sure. is good. But yeah. because of the relationship that Lady Mary has formed with Lord Gillingham at this point. It is goddamn near certain that Anna is going to be forced into situations where she has to work with this person again. Right. And that is an extremely realistic Mm -hmm. portrayal of sexual assault because more often than not, people are sexually assaulted by someone they know and have a relationship with. And the fact that regardless of this horrible, I can feel it. I can feel the contested paternity storyline. Like a like a kidney stone. That's, it's coming. I, I mean, I mean, you may, certainly you may well be right. That's I don't feel that at all. I mean, all, again, but... cousins, don't tell me, but oh my god, I can feel it. Right. There's a great disturbance in the force, <laughs> and it's that storyline. Um, but you know, I mean, that's that's something that most women who are assaulted have to deal with, whether it's you know, in reality or just running into somebody. There's a great short sketch basically and i cannot remember who did it i want to say it's jesse angeli but i also could be wrong sure i i would assume that i'm wrong sure but it's basically this short like five minute film about this girl going throughout her day in the aftermath of of a rape Mm. and just kind of externalizing her inner monologue about how all she's thinking about is like and her rapist is like with her through the whole day Mm -hmm. and it's really powerful because you know he's there in corporeal form, and that's the the mental state. Mm-hmm. And then Anna's going to have to deal with this guy who Lady Mary is potentially looking to marry, right? And no, I mean, and that's definitely. I mean, I think you know that's. You know, I don't. I didn't think about the pregnancy possibility at all. What I thought of was, you know, Marion Gillingham versus Anna and Gillingham. Mm-hmm. You know, and that. And that I mean, and I and they've given us is, a lot of reason to root for the Mary Gillingham relationship, right? Exactly. So it is, it's a very and, difficult conundrum. Yeah, and what that moreover does is, aside from the whole rape aspect of things, just gets into the whole conundrum of personal servants. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, yeah. Why should your servant be forced to stay in this situation? Right. The other thing we haven't really talked about, and we should mm-hmm. probably wrap this up soon. We will, but. Uh, the threat of Bates's reaction, right, and the fact that I don't at all doubt that he would do something mm-hmm. to Green, right, and just and that's, how, I mean, and that's that's a whole very separate, well established in his character, yeah, too. and it's a whole separate, really fucked up thing, yeah, is that he's and got an anger problem, 
you know, he he certainly was under suspicion for killing his wife, and right. it's it's him adhering to this idea of men being the protectors of their women it's and that, murdering people who try to hurt them, which isn't actually productive. Right, it isn't actually productive, and yet what I would say, as you know, as as a man, is that you know part of what's whole fucked up about this whole you know situation, the society that they're in, and it is more so than admittedly, but. If you know, and I mean if you know that there is no justice for Anna in the system, mm-hmm. what else can you do? Yeah. How else can you, you know, the because it's still, you know, it's still in this, and, and, and most people still operate in this system, that the way you protect your women is through the overt threat of physical violence and retribution. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had and, people... And it becomes, un, you know, and... Unfortunately, it's used by by everybody. These societies always degenerate into using that to control women more than to protect them. Mm-hmm. But it's still this this impulse to say that the only way that the, he can't trust he can't trust the police. Mm-hmm. He can't trust Lord Grantham. He can't trust you mean he anybody can't else. Can't trust all these other male dominated systems to deal with a problem that is at its heart inherently a female problem. Right, but it leaves you in this situation regardless of the society that you live in, that you are here and there's this woman that you love and she has been hurt in a way that you can never heal. Mm -hmm. And what are you supposed to do about it? If nobody else will do anything for you, what are you supposed to do? You know, and, and it sucks. Tom's tearing up now. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's frustrating me too. One of the things that really frustrated me about this episode and I think we actually just went back and watched the last 20 minutes or so, and I, I feel a little better about it because I really didn't want the conclusion of this episode to be that Bates was, quote-unquote, right mm-hmm. to be concerned about Anna the whole no, time. No, and we had this discussion, and Tom thought that Anna went downstairs to get a powder for her headache because she was angry at Bates. Right. And I had interpreted that scene up at the the concert that mm-hmm. Anna was being conciliatory towards Bates and mm-hmm. saying, oh, maybe I did get a little bit too into that card game. And I viewed it as this is this couple being like, oh, we've had some conflict but now, you know, we're done with that and we're moving forward. Right. And we rewatch it and that was much more. There were some smiles in there that Tom yeah. had met, and just yeah. it was very. Absolutely. Well, there's that. And then there is when Bates is like talking to Mrs. Hughes as well. Like, oh, like, I wonder what happened to Anna. Right. But then but that even which which I, I'm glad that, that that's not going to be the way it's played. But it almost it also makes it more fucked up, too, because. Because. What's he supposed to think now that he's supposed to now now is he supposed to be on top of Anna all the time and monitoring everybody that expresses mm-hmm. interest on her for the rest of his life that that now all of a sudden he does have to keep her under control and, and keep her from living her life fully mm-hmm. in order to keep her from being hurt again. And it's Well it's, and look, the point is that rape also hurts the partners of the person who's been raped. Yeah. And you know that also sucks. No, it may be it may be real sad. And if there's any takeaway from this little extra episode, <laughs> yeah, rape is bad. <laughs> right. Don't do it. Let's let's be clear. Let's be very clear. We're anti-rape. We're very anti-rape. <laughs> yeah. No, but just seeing you know because you know and then 
the scene with Anna and Mrs. Hughes for sure, and then the last scene with her and Bates. And I, you know, I don't like Bates that much. I, you know, I. Still... But I also thought that Brendan Coyle did a great job acting this episode. Yeah. Well, he yeah. usually doesn't have much to do. Well, right, and that's I. I recognize that he's ill served, mm-hmm. and, and has been oh, generally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel just emotionally spent at this point. I think <laughs> right. we've said everything that needed to be said. We hope right. that this has given you cousins uh, a little something to, you know, help you get through this uh, yeah. and, you know, just process this. Right. Uh, we are setting up an online uh, fundraising campaign right. for RAIN, which is Rape, Abuse, and Incest uh, National Network. National Network. I'm right. like, I'm missing a phrase. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a goal of about uh, $2,500. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't really have any merch and we try not to ask anybody for anything. But right. since this episode clearly touched a nerve, we can sit here and we can talk about semantics and we can talk about, you know, whether or not this was okay to do. Right. But, but, the, you know what? but the real fact is right now, while we're recording this, while you're listening to this, someone is being sexually abused. Someone is the victim of incest. Somebody is being assaulted yeah i mean and you know that's the thing need... like you know this was actually great for joanna Froggen, and mm-hmm. i mean and as she said in the interview yes. and as somebody that's done acting myself i would feel the same way the ex- it's exciting to get a chance to do a scene where you can really just unleash uh-huh. some deep emotions exactly you know? and these are and, emotions that every woman has buried deep inside of her mm-hmm. but there's a lot of you know obviously the point is for all the real people that are suffering these these you know assaults and these rapes we want to do something a little bit ourselves yeah. and we're sure all of you would like to as well. And so that is, I believe that is an American charity. So if you are one of our cousins in the 124 other countries, <laughs> right. uh, please feel free to seek out a local uh, charity in your own country. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the impact will be very good as well. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is just where we happen to find that right. we landed, but the campaign will be called Anna's allies. Yeah. And so together, uh, we're all going to donate some money so mm-hmm. that, you know, someone can hire a counselor, someone has resources, and So that somebody survive. has somebody they can tell apart from Mrs. Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's Whew. it. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back uh, on Sunday, as mm-hmm. usual, with our regular episode. That's right. Uh, and we're looking forward to it. And we are. Again. And there's going to be a lot of jokes in that Oh, one, yeah. Which, oh. The, there's so much worth making light of yeah, in this episode. Yeah, did you even see Mosley in this episode? <laughs> right. You guys. And it was such a fun house party. There oh, was yeah. lots of nice stresses. There was a lot of great stuff. Yeah. But thanks for, you know, going through this with us. Absolutely. And uh, we will see you on Sunday. Mm-hmm.